<laughs> Good morning and welcome to our service this morning for the uh, 6th Sunday of Easter, which is the 9th of May. Um, our physical service uh, today will be held in Burnham St Clement's Overy, and this podcast will begin very shortly after a introductory piece of music. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Lord be with you. Alleluia. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Almighty God, to whom all hearts are open, all desires known, and from whom no secrets are hidden, cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name, Through Christ our Lord. Amen. God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, Jesus Christ, to save us from our sins, to be our advocate in heaven, and to bring us to eternal life. Let us then confess our sins in penitence and in faith, firmly resolved to keep God's commandments, and to live in love and in peace with all. Almighty God, our Heavenly Father, We have sinned against you, and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed. Through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault, we are truly sorry and repent of all our sins. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us, forgive us all that is past, and grant that we may serve you in newness of life, to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy upon you, pardon and deliver you from all your sins, confirm and strengthen you in all goodness, and keep you in life eternal. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Glory to God in the highest, and peace to his people on earth. Lord God, Heavenly King, Almighty God and Father, we worship you, we give you thanks, we praise you for your glory. Lord Jesus Christ, only Son of the Father, Lord God, Lamb of God, you take away the sin of the world. Have mercy on us. You are seated at the right hand of the Father. Receive our prayer. For you alone are the Holy One. You alone are the Lord. You alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God the Father. Amen. The Collect for the Sixth Sunday of Easter. God, our Redeemer, 
You have delivered us from the power of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of your Son. Grant that as by his death he has recalled us to life, so by his continual presence he may raise us to eternal joy. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our first reading this morning is taken from the Acts of the Apostles in chapter 10, beginning at verse 34. While Peter was still speaking, the Holy Spirit fell upon all who heard the word. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astounded that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on the Gentiles, for they heard them speaking in tongues and extolling God. Then Peter said, Can anyone withhold the water for baptising these people who have received the Holy Spirit just as we have? So he ordered them to be baptised in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they invited him to stay for several days. This is the word of the Lord. Our second reading is taken from the first letter of John, beginning in chapter 5 at the first verse. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been born of God. And everyone who loves the parent loves the child. By this we know that we love the children of God, when we love God and obey his commandments. For the love of God is this, that we obey his commandments. And his commandments are not burdensome, for whatever is born of God conquers the world. And this is the victory that conquers the world, our faith. Who is it that conquers the world but the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? This is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. Not with the water only, but with the water and the blood. And the Spirit is the one that testifies, for the Spirit is truth. This is the word of the Lord.
Hear the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Our gospel is taken from John chapter 15 beginning at verse 9. Jesus said to the eleven, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends. If you do what I command you, I do not call you servants any longer, because the servant does not know what the master is doing. But I have called you friends because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my father. You did not choose me, but I chose you. And I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the father will give you whatever you ask him in my name. I am giving you these commands so that you may love one another. This is the Gospel of Christ. May I speak in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I wonder if it began with the coal bunker. My memory is of especially cold mornings and a shovel, which was the blade of a spade from which the protective wooden hand had long been broken and lost, of an aluminium shutter which jammed on the way up and on the way down. Some sort of hod, whose aperture was narrower than the width of the shovel, and a voracious coke-fired boiler with the nameplate that said, Ideal. It was not. Of course, the bunker, to protect the view, had been tucked at the back of the garage, I remember helping my father move it from the place where the builders had left it for their convenience rather than the aesthetics of the garden. Now, to reach it meant navigating between mother's car and the garage wall, a traverse too narrow for the hod and the shovel and the boy. So, of course, the shovel, handleless, you recall, was left propped against the recalcitrant aluminium shutter to better settle overnight to a skin-tearing arctic freeze on which occasions the shutter would exhibit untold stubbornness until flying out of its slots there would be an avalanche of coke which would have to be spooned back into the top of the monster before the kitchen could be regained. This is a long-winded way of telling you that I do not like being told what to do. And I wonder if the genesis of this is my mother saying, Stephen... She was the only person on the planet to use my full name and then, of course, in a certain tone of voice, Stephen, you must get the coke before you go to school. Now, in fairness, my mother suffered from a persistent circulatory disease which meant her hands and fingers were always cold. In bad times, she would seem to have frostbite even in summer. So it was very reasonable for her to tell me to do the errand and secondly, doing the errand was a sort of investment in my own well-being, since then the kitchen would be warm. But to eliminate any doubts that you might have, I still do not like being told what to do.
I'm quite sure that this dates from the coal bunker. It may have been long before, I suppose, or simply endemic. Perhaps part of the human condition. I'm reading Thackeray's Pendennis at the moment, and in the beginning there is a well-bred lad who falls in love with an actress, despite the general reputation of these ladies and the specific warnings that he has been given by his guardian. The lad then goes on to smoke and drink and gamble his way to failing his university degree, ignoring all advice as he went along. I just wonder whether any of us really likes being told what to do. Now, our readings this morning tell us that we should obey God's commandments. We should do what we are told, and we should like doing what we are told. No, that's wrong. We should love doing what we are told. Above all, we are told to love one another, meaning we should love each other. I should love you, one-on-one, -on -one, I mean, not collectively. And what is more scary and really difficult is that you should love me. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love. I have said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and your joy may be complete. And really, it's quite easy to understand that this would be so. We could be joyful if there was that universal agreement to do what we are told. At root, I sometimes think I'm more of a Benedictine than anything else. They take vows of obedience and then take joy in everything they do. Be it chanting vespers or weeding the herb garden. Everything is dedicated to God and done joyfully and obediently. Even, dare I suggest, getting the coke in on a frosty morning. Amen. We believe in one God, the Father, the Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all that is, seen and unseen. We believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only Son of God, eternally begotten of the Father, God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, of one being with the Father, through him all things are made. For us and for our salvation he came down from heaven, was incarnate from the Holy Spirit and the Virgin Mary, and was made man. For our sake he was crucified under Pontius Pilate, he suffered death and was buried. On the third day he rose again, in accordance with the scriptures. He ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again in glory to judge the living and the dead, and his kingdom will have no end. We believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son is worshipped and glorified, who has spoken through the prophets. We believe in one holy Catholic and apostolic church, and we acknowledge one baptism for the forgiveness of sins. We look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. Let us pray for the church and for the world and let us thank God for his goodness to us. Heavenly Father, we bring your church throughout the world to you. 
we pray that it may ever be a beacon of truth, speaking into our world of inequality and oppression. Help us to adapt to the needs of today, to focus on the right messages, and always strive to bring people to know you better. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray today for the poorest countries of the world, particularly India, Pakistan and others, who are least able to react to the pandemic. May the world's leading nations find ways to support their populations. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Lord above, be with all those who lead in this country, at all levels of government and administration. We thank you for those who give of their time to look after their communities, and not least, the members of our own parish councils in this place. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Heavenly Father, we think especially of all those who are ill, whether in mind or body or spirit. And we pray, among others, for Nora, for Jill, for John, and also for Frida. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father of all, we thank you for your promise of eternal life. Help us to be comforted in our losses. Help us to feel your light around us. Help us to know that you are guiding our steps. And today, we pray particularly for the friends and family of Peter Forbes. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Father in heaven, we remember that Moses received your commandments for our instruction and protection, and that your Son, Jesus Christ, gave us a new commandment, to love one another. Let us so take this to our hearts, that we may transform our way of living and our way of being together. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. And we join together in the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive them that trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen.
Just a brief notice, this Thursday, the 13th of May, uh, is Ascension Day, and there will be a service of morning prayer being held at uh, half past eight in the morning at St Mary's Westgate. Everybody is welcome. Uh, it'll be a service of morning prayer using common worship uh, with special readings for Ascension Thursday. Uh, I hope to see one or two of you there. Bless you. And so we come to our blessing. The God of peace who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the eternal covenant, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be among you and remain with you always. Amen. <laughs>